Welcome back, people. It's episode three of season three of the Taxi Squad podcast. It is currently January 18th. When this posts, it'll be January 19th. Vinny, welcome back. Thanks, dude. How are you? I, dude, I'm, I'm Jack. That was a fun weekend of football. How you doing, man? It was a great weekend of football, wasn't it? Yeah. Until the end for you, but not for me. <laughs> I mean, hey, it started pretty bad for you for the record. It did. No, there's no doubt about it. Your picks were good this week. It's just that that last game hurt you. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, but that's why yeah, we're here. No, it who did. knows? Yeah. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I mean, hey, who knows? I mean, I may be the sole reason we get picked up by a betting app. You know, I'm just could be. I'm just saying you could be because you're actually I actually I'm probably the sole reason so they can make more money because they're like, don't pick his fade that guy. <laughs> that's really what it is. Be like fade Vince. Be like, yeah, that's Vinny's new nickname. Vinny the fade. Vinny, Vinny the fade. That's kind of Vinny sick. the fade. Kind of <laughs> like, right. It's kind yeah. of a dope nickname and you'd have to have a sick fade, which you already kind of do. I do. I get fades every every time I get my hair cut. Right. Right, you I fade that. You weeks. fade, you fade the beard a little bit, you know, because you're yep. a beard guy. I am, and, we're all, we, and we may lose that thing after the Bulls' terrible right. season that they're let's having. Let's not, just... let's not, you know, let's not count our chickens or until they hatch or whatever that all old right, term is. Right. We're gonna talk about <laughs> shaving a little bit later, but yeah. you know, we got a lot to get into today, Vince. I mean, we we got a strange and unusual. We got to talk about some NBA. Yeah. You know, we got some shit we got to talk about also. You know. So not only that, we got we got a little bit of uh, we got a little bit of recap of our picks that you know you you're giving me a little shit about to start with, but I'm not so clear about that yet. And then bit. we're also, I mean, you know, and then we're gonna talk <laughs> about the the divisional rounds. You know, I'm pretty yes. uh, I'm pretty stacked for it. I'm pretty stacked for it. Me too. Me too. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right, Vince. So strange and unusual. You know, this one this was week- good. I saw oh, that this. happen and I was like, uh oh. It's like that it's like that Leo DiCaprio uh meme. It's like uh uh Yeah right there, yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Like, I, you know what I just saw? You know what I just saw? Um saw you wanna it. intro this guy. Tell us what happened, Mike. So Mike McDaniel could come hanging and, and drinking with the boys on a given weekend because, yeah. you know, I don't know who rips Nick sticks more, either uh, the Taxi Squad podcast when they're out drinking, either that <laughs> or the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Good God. Um, he is a noted, though, like noted uh, marijuana user. Yes, he is. Um, so he has already stated in more than one occasion that if he can't use it, he's not going to be coaching. So. Right. I don't know. Maybe that's his creative source. I mean, so to, to get into it, it was seen on the sideline of the wild card matchup against the Dolphins and the Bills that uh, Mike McDaniel, head coach of the Dolphins, seemed to be inhaling out of some sort of device, <laughs> seemed to whether be. that be a Nick stick or maybe a uh, marijuana oil pen. Could be. It's open for discussion. So, yeah. I mean, not many head coaches in this general era have ever been accused of doing such a thing. So my question to you, Vince, is like, what was he doing? Was it was it nicotine? Because technically nicotine, they say, is good for your brain. Yeah. Right? right? It helps, helps things fire a little bit quicker. Yeah. But um, it, I don't know. Okay. I, oh, first off, <laughs> I thought it'd be funny if it was weed. I don't think it was weed. I mean, like, you can't be getting high on the sidelines at a game if you're a head coach. Like, that's that's obvious. And, like, he's a grown man. 
I think he knows that. So I don't think it was weed. I do. First off, anybody that's saying that it wasn't like a Nick stick, he was just like warming his hands or some shit. You're wrong. Like it was so obvious because the way he like looked around and then he like puckered his lips and like sucked it in. Like, I think it was very clear. It was either like a jewel or something of that nature. Um, the second thing I have to say about that is if you go back to old Jim Leland or any of those old coaches back in the day where they were just ripping cigs on the sidelines, just having a good time that did happen at some point in, in football. Uh, I don't, I I'm 95% sure that he's not allowed to do that. <laughs> I'm like pretty sure he's not allowed to let alone if the dolphins want him to do that. But it was, he, his face and he, he thought he got away with it too, but it was so obvious that he didn't. It was, it was something else. <laughs> well, like my question is, is like, who's going to tell him that the camera's on him. Do you think right. like the camera crew, you got a, you got a bug in the air. Like, okay, we're going off you now. And then he, he looked like super like, don't be suspicious about it. Like he was yeah. bringing it up to his face. And then it was just like looking around to your point. And then the camera cuts off of him, and he was perking up to, to take a little ripper there. Yep. You know, but there have been coaches pinged on the side. I mean, you know, the whole lip thing guys putting in. Fat well, that's lips. the thing too. Rabel's got a fat lipper like every game. Oh yeah, for sure. So is it just a negative connotation that it's a vape pen? I Who think knows? it's the smoke thing. I think it's a smoke thing because it's got it's probably like a smoke free facility or something like that. So if smoke ends up coming out, it's a big I, I mean, personally, for me, I don't I wouldn't give a shit like whatever. He's just, you know, ripping a stick and have a good time. I think Dolphins fans are like, hey, less less vape and more get the get the call in on time because there was a lot of difficulties for them actually getting their calls in time during the game. So that also adds to it as well. But. I don't know about you. I was just, I was dying when I saw it. I started laughing so hard. I'm like, no way. Like, that's so crazy to me. He brings pride to the millennial. Yeah. Like crowd. Right. I yeah. mean, because that's such a millennial move and he is a part of that era. Right. Cause I think he's in like his mid thirties. Yeah. So he's right. like one of us. Right. He's in that general era. Right. I, it's just, you gotta love that. You just gotta love that. You know, Mike McDaniel bringing pride to the millennial groupies. Thirty-nine year old man, so I think he counts. Think yeah, he, counts. he he definitely counts. Ripping. I'm pretty sticks. sure I'm the last year of a millennial. Ripping sticks and just throwing just <laughs> bombs. Not throwing bombs. Ripping sticks, throwing bombs, not throwing picks. Although that offense right now, they don't have a quarterback. But we're gonna get into the QB talk, Vince. It, it looks like you have another strange and unusual on this. Yeah. Yeah, really, really crazy story here. Uh, this one's not as like incriminating, I guess it is. But um, for those who don't know, Scott Stallings, he's a PGA Tour uh, golfer, and he goes to the Masters like many PGA Tour golfers do. Um, sure. The thing is, though, is they send out the invitations via mail. So they find Scott Stallings. They send him a Masters invitation. Problem is... Scott Stallings isn't necessarily a name that, you know, could be somebody else, I guess, is the best way to say that. Um, he, Scott Stallings, a realtor from Atlanta and self-proclaimed shooter in the 90s, so he could compete. He might be there on Sunday if he, uh, if he was allowed to play. He got the invitation for none other than Mr. Scott Stallings. So two Scott Stallings in the story here, one a realtor from Atlanta, one a PGA pro. Um, so they ended up getting that invitation and I don't know about you, but I'm going to Scott Stallings if that ends up coming to me. Like that's my name. That's where I am. I'm going to come play golf at the masters. I think it's the best way to do it. 
Oh, I'm showing up. I'm showing up fucking ready to rock and roll. Yep. I'm showing up like John Daly, ripping a stick. Yeah. Half in the bag from the night before, ready to fuck up the Masters. <laughs> I am yeah. ready for this. I mean, it's a fun story. Obviously, he got it back, and obviously, the right Scott Stallings is going, and all those things are obvious. Um, but I mean, at this point, like he's got to give him at least an invite to the Masters just for just for going along with it. I mean, it's got to be that's just got to be so funny. I couldn't even imagine it because no one's name is like mine, especially in the golf world. So that's the way that goes. But it's just it's just crazy. The realtor, his wife, Jenny, like all of them are all of them are now ingrained together in life for the rest of eternity. Sounds like a kind Southern couple. Yeah. Now, here's what would be even crazier, right? And add to the strange and unusual. If the Scott Stallings that they're speaking of, the guy who's a professional golfer, um, if his wife is named Jenny, right? That Wouldn't would be that crazy. be bananas? There would, there would be like warped universes in this whole situation. That would be so, her name's her name her name is Jennifer. Get out of town. If I'm looking at this right, if I'm looking no at this right. Effing way. I could be so wrong. you're saying that there's two Scott Stallings and they're both married to a Jenny? Yeah, it looks like that's the case. Get the fuck out of town. I am just totally throwing a shot in the dark right now, and I'm right. Unless, unless, unless Google is incorrect, but I looked it up and it says Jennifer. So that's no the case. Way. Double Jennies, double Scotts. This is hey, insane. There's that argument of like multiple universes. This could definitely be one of those because they're, you know, two people, same name, star-crossed lovers. Who knows? They could be friends I mean, now. Vince, fuck the Marvel universe. I want the PGA universe. I'm How do we that. get in on this? How do we write this script, Vince? We because change our this... names to freaking, I don't know, Rory McElroy. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't know. A invitation. I don't know. Change our name to something. I mean, I don't know how many Mike Stasses in the world there are. I don't know how many Vinny G's there are. But, it, the, the, you know, I'm just saying. But with all that being said, I mean, Vince, this could be a real plot twist. So yeah. there is a world where there is a both Scott Stalling and Jenny Stalling, and they are all married to the same people. This is this is insane. <laughs> it is crazy. I mean, you, just, can't, you can't make it up. Can you blame the post office either? You can't blame the post. No. Like, if you're gonna look into this, yeah, check his, check his wife's name. Check his wife's name. It adds up. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. yes, it does. It's this it's crazy. it's nuts. Yeah, um, but yeah, he ended up getting the invitation back. He's going to the Masters. All that stuff is good. It's just uh, I'll make sure if I see him at the Masters this year, I'll uh, I'll let him know that we were talking about him. Well, like my question is, did Scott Stallings invite Scott Stallings after this? That's what I'm saying. He, like has to. he has to. Yeah, I didn't do that much follow up, but uh, I mean, he's got to at least know. like or the PGA, just like do him right and just, you know, take care of the guy because because initially his wife saw it and she was like, oh, my God, an invitation to go. And then they read it deeper and they're like, oh, this is to play. Like what's going on right now? <laughs> like I said, I would show up half in the bag from the night before, like John Daly ripping sticks and just ready to rock. And just yeah. disappointing everybody and giving stats all <laughs> a bad name. I saw another uh, another guy too. This was kind of sad. It was like um, I believe an immigrant man, not very good at English. He ended up winning the raffle to go to the Masters, and he thought that meant he played in it. So he brought his 
his clubs and his shoes and shit. And they were like, no, dude. <laughs> so that was sad. But uh, yeah, if you win the raffle, that's to go. I just want everybody that listens to this that that's to go to the Masters, not to play in it. Just so you know. Can you imagine he shows up with his gun? I'm ready to play. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure he did. He like walked up to them and they're like, "Who are you? Like, you don't look like a golfer. Like, what is going on right now? Are you Happy Gilmore? Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, what, what is your name, man? <laughs> so, Scott Stallings, though, I hope he wins. Now that'd be an awesome, awesome story. Scott Stallings wins. This is going to be a story for the record book, Vince. Put all your money on Scott Stallings if you're a bet man. Ooh, Maybe I dabble. might sprinkle a little on Mr. Scott Stallings. I mean, hey, could every every year there's a different winner of the Masters, and it's like some guy you weren't expecting. Unless you're Tiger Woods, it's really Unless, it. I mean, Tiger Woods, that course got the best of him last year. Yeah, more than a couple times actually in his in his illustrious career. So, yeah, it'll be fun. Nothing, nothing quite as nap entertainment like professional golf on television. I tell ah, you. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It'll be electric when I'm there, though. I'll tell you that. Oh, it'll be electric when you're there. I'm curious to know when you're there, Vince, if they actually dye the greens. Like, that'll be, like, the thing to know. I think if I touch the green, I'm getting kicked out. Like, you could look at it, like, if it's dyed or not. Like, they say it looks, like, very artificial. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, it's it's April in Augusta, so I don't know if everything's everything's going to plan there in April. You pack your gold bond powder because you're going to need it. I'm going to be a sweaty boy. April in Georgia is not big man weather. That's nope. not big man season. I'm wearing that breathable golf polo. I'll go. I'll go on with my go. life, and I'll be looking good. So maybe wear good. some breathable pants or some shorts. I don't think they allow shorts there. If I'm being, I'll probably honest. wear pants. I'll glass up the joint for sure. Glass it up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just make sure they're like a plain Jane pant. Don't wear any jazzy pants. Um. Don't wear I'll pants probably, where I look at myself in the mirror and be like, I kick my own ass. You know like, what I'm saying? What? You don't you don't get to tell me if I get to wear jazzy pants or not. I can wear oh, as many jazzy pants as I want. What I'm going to do is wear a jazzy polo and some plain pants. But now that you're saying this and just crossing oh. me, I'm wearing jazz pants, dude. Might as no well j- look like a fucking optical illusion. Right? <laughs> yeah. There we go. If I turn there sideways, you, you can't see me. It's the skinniest I've been in my life. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good. Oh, that's fantastic. That was a pants. great one-liner. Vinny Jazz Pants. Vinny <laughs> Jazz Pants. Vince, you have to dress up like obnoxious on purpose. I, I think I might. The, the only other thing is is I got to check the dress code. I'm I'm, I'm assuming that it's pretty... Uh, yeah, it's got to be fancy. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not like fancy, but like at least like golf, like golf attire. So we'll see what I can get away with. We but I'm also not you... trying... I'm not trying to ruin the trip by getting kicked out. That's a big We got to get you an obnoxious, like color taxi squad polo that'd be sick colors right you gotta rep out that'd be sick yeah no we're gonna get a yellow one with the black logo Mm -hmm. frick yeah Mm -hmm. let us know if that's good i'm gonna look hot i'll send it to all of our favorite people we gotta get a patreon going so i can look hot in that polo for him oh Vinny, the patreon the best (laughs) goes you're up next kid Mm -hmm. to the moon to the moon taxi squad to the moon all right Vinny. well moving into this we got some nba talk i don't know a lot about it, so yeah. I'm just going to let you roll with it because sure. that's your world. So we're about 44 games into the season right now, which seems yep. weird because the NBA, like when it runs concurrently with the NFL, like it's it's not it's a losing game for them. So Nobody we're cares. about we're about halfway through the season, and it feels like the majority of the world is just like, all right, we'll wait till football's over, and then we'll get into NBA because in reality, it doesn't get that exciting until the end of the season. And I get that. 
I like watching the NBA. I'm a big fan. My brother's also a big fan, so he and I will talk about that. So I get a wealth of knowledge from him and just what I watch and all that stuff. But either way, it feels like the season's just starting now because there's less football going on. Um, We're sitting at a place in the NBA right now where the Boston Celtics are leading the East. I don't think that's very surprising given the fact they were in the finals last year. Um, No. It's just, you know, last couple of years, they weren't necessarily the best team in the East as far as the Bucks are concerned, too. Um, and then the Sixers are sitting there in three, but in my reality, they're probably fourth. The Nuggets, on the other hand, have a man called Nikola Jokic, and they're number one in the West. And this is giving me big old Utah Jazz vibes where Jazz come in hot, they play really well, they're kind of one-dimensional, and then they get smoked in the playoffs. I feel like that's probably going to happen again. Um but we're sitting at a place where the Warriors are sixth, which is pretty wild given the fact that they won the championship last year. And we're sit- like the Heat are seventh in the East right now. The Pacers are eighth. There's a lot of teams that you- that aren't where you expect them to be, and you are pretty confident they're not going to be there when the season ends. So that's kind of the fun of it. Um, but then we also got the 10th place Bulls at 20 and 24. So <laughs> they got to come back. They're in Paris right now. They're taking pictures by the Eiffel Tower. They're getting their team camaraderie back together. But what I wanted to talk about was Nikola Jokic. Nikola I mean, Jokic. He's, the Eastern Europeans are taking over the league. He's a god. And we've we've talked about this a couple of times. This has definitely been a storyline that we've been sitting on for the last couple of weeks. He is ingrained in the MVP conversation right now. He's the number one guy from the majority of the people around the NBA, at least from what I end up seeing. Um, He's averaging 25 this year. He's got 9.8 assists and 11 rebounds per game, so he's almost averaging a triple-double. He's the main guy on that team. He makes Aaron Gordon better. He makes Jamal Murray better. My problem is is that his entire surrounding team, it doesn't seem like it's as – if, if it was without him, they wouldn't be that good of a team is basically where I'm coming from. They have a lot of talent on that team, so don't come attack me, all you Nuggets fans. But it's like I said, it's giving me that weird Utah Jazz, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell vibe where they'll get to the playoffs and then they'll get just seen. So I, I don't know the league. This is just an opinion about the overall league where it's like the regular season just doesn't matter. <laughs> it sucks. It's like, it's yeah, it's annoying. You just got to go for a championship and that's when talent really plays out. So it's like 82 games in its way of like preseason. I mean, there's some of the play in that's interesting, but it's very rare that, you know, the eighth seed makes it to the finals. Like it, it hasn't happened in a long, long time, especially now. Yeah especially now and you have to be built from an organization standpoint very solid you have to have at least two all-stars superstars and sometimes three sometimes (laughs) Sometimes even three three. but it's starting to shift a little bit like if we look at the suns a few years back i mean they got really close didn't do it this year mike Uh, your boys i don't wouldn't call my boy i know you like the suns though that year and it's yeah, that year was exciting. That year was exciting. It's not, uh, it's not looking good for uh, CP3 and the rest of them down there. No, CP3's losing his legs, and not only that. I mean, Devin, Devin Booker's, Booker's injured. Uh, and... Yeah, he's been injured. He's caught the bug a little bit. Aiton's I mean, he's plateaued. Become... Aiton plateaued. He's. I thought Aiton was going to the the Pacers in the offseason, but it looked like he was good as gone. But He was playing his back. cards, I feel like. That's what yeah. it seemed like to me. Hmm. Live in Indiana or live in Phoenix? I think I know where I'm going to live. 
Yeah, that that uh that uh stadium out in Phoenix is cool too. I was standing up there with my brother one time and I saw an entire Joel Olstein uh show come out of the front and surprisingly only white people. So that was kind of wild too. Get out of town. Yeah, who would have thunk? You're <laughs> but, killing me right now. Yeah, who would have thunk? No way. Um, the couple surprise teams this year. I really like the Sacramento Kings. I'm really jacked about them. They've been bad for a really long time. Um, no, it feels like. It feels like since 2001, um, but they're the 20 24- time anybody has said that the Sacramento Kings are like looking good since Chris Webber was on the team. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. De'Aaron Fox is good. DeMontis Sabonis is playing outside of himself right now, and they're sitting in a spot where they're fourth in the West. And also something that hasn't been consistent throughout, you know, probably the last 10 years. The Eastern Conference is considerably better than the Western Conference. And for a long, long time, it was like the Eastern Conference has LeBron up top and then everybody else just sucks. So this is fun. A little bit of parody in the sport is a good thing. Um, wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors repeated it, but I would I would be more surprised if they did than if they didn't. So that's the kind of the fun of it. But, you know, we're sitting at we're sitting at a place where the Bulls are should be better. And, you know, the Celtics are leading everything. And then the Los Angeles Lakers are 20 and 24. So LeBron might be getting old. LeBron's aging, and I think yeah. he's going to stay with the Lakers until his kid gets in the league, and then he's just going to be like a kind of a laughing stock after a point, I believe. What kind of bullshit leverage is that, though? It's like, ah, you need to draft my kid, and then I'll go to you. It's like, who cares? You're going to be 40, man. Like, yeah. what, what do you want to I mean, say? He's still good. I mean, but I know, he doesn't but he, play the same time anymore. He's decimated the Lakers, and he can't do everything that he used to be able to do. So now he needs some more guys around him, and he's already been like, oh, give me Russell Westbrook instead of, you know, all the rest of the guys we could have had. He got a COVID championship where they played, like, 40 games. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. We're not huge LeBron fans on this podcast. There's no doubt about not it. Fans we, of you understand his talent. We get a, we get his talent. He's obviously incredible. It's just like, you know. Yeah, no. If you if you start making the calls all the time and then it doesn't go well, you he blames a lot of other people that aren't himself. And it's like, dude, you you're the one that like dug this hole and then you're getting mad at somebody for digging a hole. It's like what the fuck's going on right now? Jordan. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Kobe Bryant, Akeem Olajuwon, and then maybe the fifth. LeBron's five. Because <laughs> yeah. fuck him. That's why. Okay. Just <laughs> We've had this conversation. He's two for me, but it doesn't no, no, no. It's definitely not two. Opinion. No way for two. You. Kobe's 100% two. This is an opinion thing. You said Kobe's two? Nah, Kobe. It's, it's nah. a tie. It's, it depends Kareem, on the day. Kareem was really good. Kareem's my three, but. Kareem, all-time scoring leader. For now. Maybe. I mean, LeBron. What are you going to say when LeBron passes him? <laughs> well, yeah, Kareem played till he was like 30 something. I mean, LeBron's going to easily play into his 40s. So he wants to be like Tom Brady and do that whole thing. But the yeah, but he started when he was 18. It's the thing, too. Yeah, so whatever. Been in the league 20 ish years. Now he's starting to 20. Play exactly. Kids. Actually. Yeah. 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 All right. Who would have thought? Well, Vince, let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. So the Bulls right now are in 10th place. Yes. And the the bet is by the spring slash summer when Mm -hmm. the season ends and the Bulls don't make the play-in, you have to shave. Yes. Entire beard off. I hate the idea. The entire beard is going to go off. And right now you're more of like a Trimic guy, right? You you use a razor every now and again. I line it up. I line it up religiously. I use one every other day just about. Every other day, huh? Yeah. Well, Vince, you know, this guy has told me, for example, so ever since we started the podcast, Vince always said to me, Mike, 
I need to read an ad. I need to read an ad. And I know we've been kind of sprinkling little nuggets I've been here hungry. there. I've been hungry. He's been hungry to read an ad. And I've been working the phones and I've been getting some, you know, good lines out there. And proud to announce. Yes. That Vince gets to read an ad yes. <laughs> about year. shaving yeah. his beard off, which is found. the goal. We've found. been kind of sprinkling nuggets. So, Vince, after all this time, yes, take it away. Without further ado, this portion of the episode is brought to you by Henson Shaving. The Henson razor puts an end to shaving irritation and cuts while also making your skin feel comfortable and smooth. This razor is made using CNC machines to aerospace standards. That means it's very tight tolerances, meaning the combination of how securely it's held and how minimally the blade is exposed delivers a smooth and safe shave. No other razor can offer. I used this the other day. Like I said, it's like every other day I'm gonna, I'm going to end up shaving. I tend to cut myself a lot. I got I got bumpy skin around my neck, whatever it may be. I'm not lying to you. This isn't me trying to sell something with you. I'm telling you right now, I was using this thing, maybe the easiest shave of all time because it's so close. The blade is barely exposed in it. It's it's beautiful. Have you tried it out, Mike? Oh, Vince, I tried it out the other day. It was like just running just glass over my face. It was outstanding. Yeah. And I've been shaving with a single blade razor for many years now, very similar See, to how your no. grandfather would shave, right? Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that it's actually a lot closer shave. And it's a lot different than like those bundled razors that you usually get from like the store or from one of those promotional gigs that you'd see on ESPN or whatever that would be. Yeah. That's not what we're, what we're about on the show. We're about something a little different. As you know, we're a little different. And with yeah. that being said, I mean, Vince, it, it was easy as pie. And then not only that, I got one of the smoothest saves I've ever had. The razors are sharp, but they're not going to cut you. Yeah. And they come and you can replace the razor, which is nice as well. So you're not just like getting rid of the whole head. You're going razor by razor. Um, cost of ownership averages 88.20 for every two years, what? which is $177 less than a normal cartridge razor. So it's sustainable, it's precise, that's Henson shaving for you. Um, so for the people that are interested, use the promo code TAXISQUAD at checkout. Receive a 100-pack of blades free with the purchase of a razor. You got to add them both to your cart, so you get the razor in there, you get the 100 blades free if you use our promo code. So for most users, this amount will last you two to five years. I don't know about you, but I'm reloading on razors all the time. It can kind of get a little costly. And this one, you're telling me you can basically over half the total cost for two years. I'm taking it. I don't know about you. Well, not only that, but I mean, you get 100 razors. I mean, unless yeah. you got a Brillo pad on your face, everybody's <laughs> beard is a little bit thicker than most. You know, I'm a guy I got to shave at least once, twice a week. Sure. So with that being said, I'm a clean shaven guy. I go through probably a razor every month or so. So okay. you amortize that over the cost of doing business. I mean, where are you going? A hundred razors for this promo code. I mean, if you use one a week, you got almost two years at this point. So like, two years. <laughs> it's amazing. And I mean, um, Vince, aren't there 54 weeks in a year? Yeah, we learned that this year. <laughs> um, okay. Just to close this out, promo code taxi squad, Henson again, promo code T A X I S Q U A D Henson Go get them. Loved it. Vince, you got to read your ad. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. That was great. 
I love shaving. I love Henson shaving. I just really hope I'm not going to have to utilize that on my beard. We'll cross that bridge when we get there, and you better believe there's going to be a video oh, for he's it. He's going to so. use it on his beard, everybody. Yep. He's going to use it on his beard. Probably, but they're in the play-in right now, Mike, so don't hate. Eh, that's right now. But you're shaving, and we are going to document that Bill. via Henson shaving. You look Daca. like a little baby boy. Love it. All right, let's get into some NFL talk, what the yeah. people have been waiting for. Am I right? Mm-hmm. All right, Vince. So, wild card picks. Yeah. We went ham sauce. Yeah. Okay. You got me by one, Mike. I get it. I got you by one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was close sweeping the weekend. If Tom Brady was going to do pro- Tom Brady. You weren't close, usually... though, because after the first quarter, it was already over. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. Maybe, maybe you know, the young chubby Mike from 2001 who fell in love with Tom Brady after he won a Super Bowl was like, he's going back. Because it just felt like a Tom Brady. I don't blame you. I don't blame you for thinking that. Um, but, yeah, let's let's start off at the top because probably the most exciting game of the weekend was the first one to play. Um Sorry, who, excuse me. Who would have picked? Play. Who would have picked the Jags? I'm just saying. You would have, Mike. Who I picked? I, I picked the Jags. The Jags. This game looked like it was definitely over. The Jacksonville Jaguars won by one. You look at it, you're like, cool. That's the whole story. Not the case. Uh, so the Los Angeles Chargers scored almost all of their points in the first half. Scored 17 in the first quarter. 10 in the second quarter, which brings them to a grand total of 27. And it was 27 to zero at one point in the game. It ended up being 27 to seven in the second quarter. That is the third largest comeback in NFL playoff history. The Jags also have number one in 1993. The Colts came back to um, in 1993, excuse me. Colts come back in 2014 to second. And then Trevor Lawrence coming through, making it happen. The first half of the game, I was like, this guy might, suck i don't know where trevor lawrence is second half of the game he looked like the guy that everybody expected him out of clemson and then also a fun fact trevor lawrence has never lost on a saturday i've learned that today never well he did play a lot of saturdays and he never really lost one he never did he only lost when it was on a different day than saturday i'm just saying and with all that being said vince i mean the Jags came out of nowhere. He threw four picks in the first half and then comes back in the second half to be perfect. Yeah. Here's the pop pulls his head out of his coolie. And now he comes back and wins the game on the shoulders of a lion. Okay. This kid played it. I mean, he has a lion mane as itself with some yeah. hair going there, you know, but I mean, Doug Peterson, we can't look past the fact that no, what an no amazing shot. coaching job he did. Because most teams laid down like a dog after that and knowing they got picked off four times, knowing they're down by almost four touchdowns going into the half and then come back and win the game by a point. Not only that, do you remember what draft pick they had this year? One. They were the worst team in the league last year and they won a wild card game this year. Well, a lot of that was due to the fact that Urban Meyer is right. putting fingers where it shouldn't be said. That's what I'm saying. And Doug Peterson versus Urban Meyer is like night and day. Literally. It's black and white. Night and day. And not many things in life are black and white or night and day. There you have it. Yeah. Just saying. Doug Peterson's a dog. They love playing for him. Clearly got some guys on that team 
ready to rock and roll. Trevor Lawrence, you know, that first half of the year, everybody's like, I don't know if he's a leader because, you know, they've had him mic'd up and like to hear him talk is just really not. He's like, very calm, very calm, <laughs> a little monotone, doesn't know if you got the juice. But for me, this was great to see. One of my best friends is a Jags fan. I was in Orlando, a fan hanging. I was going, getting ready to go to bed after a long night. And I tell you what, this was something that I was excited to hear because I turned the game off. I thought it was over. Yeah. I saw this video. I felt so bad. It might have been staged, but this guy, this Chargers fan, fell asleep at halftime. <laughs> Because he's like, game's over. And then he woke up at the end of the game. His friend woke him up. He's like, yo, they lost. He's like, what? what? How? <laughs> then he looked up. He's like, how did that happen? <laughs> it's like so brutal to wake up and just like realize that the biggest, one of the, the third biggest comeback in playoff history happened to him while he was taking a snooze. Um, bad news bears for the Chargers. I feel bad for them. I don't know what Brandon Staley ends up doing after this year. I they might can them. I don't know if they're no, going they're to or keeping them. They've come out and did said they announce the that that they're going to keep them. They've announced it already. So is that a good decision? Stated. I think what's going to happen is this, and this is my most humble opinion. They're going to get a new offensive coordinator in there, and he's going to be the play caller. There's going to be no two ways about it. He's going to lose play calling duty, similar to when Matt Nagy lost his play calling duty, which was like the beginning of the end. Yeah, basically, that's what's going to happen. He's going to have one more year of leash and then they're going to bring in an offensive coach to groom the young Justin Herbert, who's fitting balls into places that he has no business doing. I mean, that guy is a freak arm talent and he's a very athletic guy. To me, I feel like it's not even like the actual play by play. That's his problem. It's like the decision making in crunch time. Because <clears throat> a lot of it's like, do I go for two here? Do I go for it on fourth and two? There's like situations where you're like, hey, maybe you shouldn't kick that field goal. Or and like you can dissect those as many times as you want. And in reality, it only it's only loved if it actually ends up working. But there seems to be a lot of times when he's making decisions where he's like, all right, let's go for the safe bet. And that ends up biting them in the ass. Like, again, they lost by one. So if they made like maybe another I they had a field goal opportunity that they didn't end up taking. And that ended up being their demise if it ended up going in. So, you know, you you look at it, you look at it through rose colored glasses, like, you know, 90, like 100 feet from where they are, whatever it may be. You're looking over it and it's all retrospect. But I don't know. There's been a lot of that this year. That's been a little concerning. They I don't know if you remember, they were talking about canning him until they went on that that run. And like that at the end of the year there, they were talking about how he was just going to be out of town. So. Yeah, Vince, there's, there's been some talks about him being on a hot seat. There's no two bones about it. But if we look back at his record of play calling and then decision making, I mean, last year they had all the ability to go to the playoffs right. with the Raiders. They could have tied that game. The only thing they had to do was run the clock down. He decides and to try do? and kick a field goal, misses right. it. And then David Carr runs down the field. They kick Derek. a field goal, make it. Derek. Derek. <laughs> and... With that being said, <laughs> I'll always get that wrong, but they lose and then the Raiders are in and they're out when you just right. had to run the clock down and and basically just play small ball. And that's and like he refuses to do so. That's more play calling. And then you just run into you run into a situation where it's like he has he has to be the one to make the calls for timeouts and challenging. And do we put the special teams on there? Or do we keep the offense on there? He's making those calls and. You're in a situation where you're like, you might as well just have Justin Herbert call it because he can't do any worse than than him. So the Chargers, it's sad. I I want them to be good. There's no reason if you look at the team on paper that they wouldn't be incredible. 
Um, also, I think it's I think it's reasonable to mention why did he start his starters in a pointless game in week 18 and then get Mike Williams injured. That's also another conversation, especially Mike Williams coming off of an injury. And he right. usually gets an injury bug every season. And you start like all of your starters that game. You lose one of your top wide receivers who could have been another touchdown. Hypothetically, he could have been and, two catches that changed the entire game. Exactly. He's a freak. He has been since Clemson. Yeah. So with all that. It's difficult to understand the kind of decision-making behind it all. It seems to me that the coaching from a standpoint of decision-making is not there. And I believe moving forward, this is going to be the ultimate demise of Brandon Staley, who claims to be a defensive guy. Don't get me wrong. The defense was playing very well. Joey Bosa. (laughs) No Khalil Mack, though. It didn't seem like he was really any point. And, God, they gave up a haul for him. So, Time's going to tell here. I believe that the Chargers, though, are not living up to their potential, and that's only going to happen for so long with a QB on a rookie deal. It's right back to Phillip Rivers. Just everything, everything runs in cycles. Justin Herbert's Phillip Riversing right now. I was just about sucks. to say, is Justin Herbert like <laughs> Philip Rivers with a lot stronger arm and like he could be hair? Yeah, he could be. I don't, I don't know. know. Philly had some cool hair in the beginning of his career. Yeah. Ended up going away after a while. Yeah, after eight kids, that'll do it to you. Yeah, you're telling me. All right, he had so like a whole plan. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's not as bad as uh, Anto- Antonio Cromartie. Yeah, he's got like, no, that he's got like, got like 13, thirteen or something. Kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does not believe in prophylactics. Yep. Uh, another game though. The next, uh, the next AFC matchup: the Dolphins and the Bills. We talked about this a little bit with the Mike McDaniel stuff earlier. Similar in score, um, definitely not similar in play style. I commend you, Skylar Thompson for giving it your best shot that that ain't it <laughs> whatever they were doing the fact that they were ended up so close at the end of the game was more of a what do you do in buffalo situation in my opinion um but it was like a little too little too late for them to make a comeback there at the end so skylar thompson kind of showed out goes to show you what yeah, mike daniel just... ripping sticks on the sidelines capable of doing with a third stringer he just it majority of his passes didn't end up in anybody's hands when it did stuff ended up happening, which is, you know, it seemed like freaking Jeff Wilson and Tyreek Hill were doing everything that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, 18 for 45, two interceptions, a couple of them were pretty bad. The whole takeaway from this is like the bills are playing an in-division rival, which obviously they're going to know how to defend you a little bit more. So maybe that's going to be your scapegoat. Maybe that's your argument to get out of it. Um, but winning this game by three points against the third string quarterback isn't necessarily the best look for the Buffalo Bills. No, definitely not. And Josh Allen, it's kind of interesting. He's turning into kind of Brett Favre. He's got a lot of Brett Very Favre similar. vibes, doesn't He's he? Brett Favre, but 6'5". <laughs> He's like 6'5", Brett Favre, because yeah. he's got a cannon of an arm and can be very athletic. And, and doesn't care people. about injuries or getting hit or no, anything. He just, just runs. <laughs> people just gives no Fs and just yeah. gets after it. And I respect that. But after a certain point, it's just not sustainable. And, you know, losing Brian Dable, I think, really hit this offense. Yeah. And we're going to talk about him momentarily. But the D-ball is he, back. Yeah, he's so back. He's so good. I told you but, he was a good coach. Um, But, yeah, no, we're sitting, we're sitting at a place where obviously they had a good game. Uh, Their defense – is pretty good. Again, if you play the same defense over and over and over again, they're in your division. The offense is going to have a little bit easier time 
figuring out how to do it. It can go both ways. So obviously the Dolphins have a good offense. They're supposed to have a pretty decent defense. So that didn't end yeah, up I mean, showing they, up. They had a pretty good day. I mean, they had a defensive touchdown, which not many people would have thought of. And then not only that, but Josh Allen throws two picks, got sacked a few yep. times, 23 for 39, 352 yards. I mean, not the best day in the standards of a Josh Allen, just saying. Usually no, he's totally agree. Like 400 yards in a game like this. Totally agree. And that's and that's the re- I'm hearing everywhere I listen to, everything I watch, everything I see online, it's like division rival. They're going to play him tough every time, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. But if the Bills want to sincerely be the Bills and beat, I mean, the second and third best team that a lot of people would say when it comes to like the Bengals and the and the Chiefs, like you gotta you gotta get some shit moving at this point because you know you can't you can't do that with the Chiefs and let them stay in the game. And you if got that a really happens, tough matchup this week with the Bengals also who are yeah. playing really good ball right now. Yeah, and that that's the thing. It's like you know you don't want to be sitting there with less than a touchdown to score at the end of the game and Joe Burrow has the ball. Joe Burrow having the ball and Skylar Thompson having the ball are two different things for sure. 100%. 100%. Speaking of Joey B and the Bengals. Yes. To kind of iron out this AFC sector of our picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, this game was a lot closer than anticipated. Yeah. Who would have thought it would have came down to a defensive touchdown and let alone a defensive touchdown where the Ravens are knocking on the door? I was watching that live. I I was rooting for the Bengals, I think. But like I also root for like, you know, chaos. So Okay. So two yards to the goal line. That's probably not the best time to call a QB sneak. I saw the argument. John Harbaugh said it. He's like, hey, that was a play that he was supposed to go under the pack. He ended up going over. That obviously stopped him. Um he wasn't practiced on that play because he wasn't the starting quarterback at the beginning of the of the year. Um, I think this more than anything shows how valuable Lamar Jackson is to this team. Um, because there's a lot of things that he would have done that Tyler Huntley got close to doing and Tyler Huntley played a pretty good game, but he's not Lamar Jackson. So they could have won this game with Lamar Jackson. I truly believe it. Um, but I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals are a force to be reckoned with anyway. So (laughs) it's not like they, they lost to a bad team. See, I, I don't know if I believe that, you know, that's just the cure of all ailments. I believe that this game is won by a team effort. And, you know, J.K. Dobbins yeah. basically came out in the media and said it, that he hated the play calling. Believe but Tyler Huntley or Lamar Jackson, like you're talking about a backup quarterback versus an M- MVP candidate. Talking about backups, I get it. But the problem is, is that Lamar Jackson should have signed that deal in the offseason because he's been an injury issue. He wants that all season long. Yeah, but. If you can't play, how good are you? If You're anything, right. I think he hurt his value more so than he gained value this season. Yeah, no, I, he, I mean, but but you look at you look at the Dak situation that happened just last year. Um, he don't gets compare injured. Dak to Lamar. I mean, they're two very different players. But the situation's similar. Is it though? Yeah, he got injured. A backup came in. Dallas underperformed, and Dallas is like, you know who we need. Dak Prescott. You know who the Ravens need right now is Lamar. They didn't Jackson. underperform. Cooper Rush was rolling shit for them. Yeah, and they didn't do anything though. That's that's the argument. It's like Cooper and Cooper Rush too. If you look statistically, you're like, okay, he just he game managed, which is fine. But you got to have everything else clicking. And like we saw Dak this week too, and and we'll talk about the Bucks Cowboys in the, in a little bit here. But he played he played his ass off, and that's that is the difference. Um, I think Lamar Jackson's 
primed for the playoffs. I think he's he's electric in the playoffs. And I don't think you're winning with Tyler Huntley. It's like Tyler Huntley is just himself in the playoffs, though. That's my only issue. How are you going to say that if he hasn't proven himself to be a quarterback in the playoffs? Because he hasn't. Not only I mean, that, he can barely stay healthy in the entire season. The past two seasons, he hasn't been capable of finishing a season to get his team to the playoffs. So to my point, what value is he worth at this stage of the game? He's not worth $300 million plus. He's just not. He wants he wants that Deshaun Jackson contract too. I think you're down you're down at one score at the end of the game. He's top five guys you'd probably want on the field playing quarterback. I truly is he though? Is he believe that? Yeah. I see. I question this thought process because it's like okay, he's never proven himself in a game in the postseason. One, two. The only games he's won that have been close is like midseason. Where, yeah, sure, every game counts. I sure. understand the argument. Fine. But the Bengals historically eat their lunch, whether they're playing in Baltimore, whether they're playing in Cincinnati. So everybody's bringing up this argument, oh, if Lamar's there, they win this game. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if they win it, but I know that it's not going to be, because it seemed like the Ravens, they scored decently in the first half, and that was fine. I just think if you're down a score, and you need to get at least that score back. Like I would feel more comfortable with Lamar Jackson with his ability level, his arm talent, his running, all of those things I would prefer over the majority of the NFL, especially over Tyler Huntley. It's a seven point game. I get it. Like that, that one, that one fumble, whatever it may be, where it was ran, ran back 99 yards. Like obviously that's, that's an anomaly. It doesn't happen often. Um, but I, you know, and I think the game management works out a little bit better. But if we're being honest, John Harbaugh might not agree because what he's been saying for the last 18 months has been a way different tune than I, what I feel like he probably should be saying. But I'm also, I, you know, I, I feel like we have to like Lamar Jackson because we also have a running quarterback on our team. And I feel like the there's similarities there. Don't forget, John Harbaugh won a Super Bowl with Joe Flippin' Flacco. Joe Flacco was balling that year. Though. All right, I'm just saying. John Harbaugh is a tremendous coach, and I don't yeah. know if you can admit all of this success to a Lamar Jackson. No, or no, no. more so, give that success to a coaching staff. Who I knows think it's how shared. Him. I think it's shared. I, I just, if they go into next season without Lamar Jackson, which is certainly likely, they might be bad. Or if they trade up, draft a quarterback that fits their system. Who's to say maybe an Anthony Richardson from Florida doesn't come in there, fit that this a, system. That is a job, though. Anthony sure Richardson's not job. coming in. He's not a, he's not an NFL quarterback. He at he's least a freak athlete more than he is an NFL quarterback. Right. And with that being said, I'm not saying that's the answer to all your problems. Do you go out and maybe get a David Carr? And maybe that's a dude. <laughs> Derek Carr. Maybe <laughs> maybe you go out and get you, you get a Carr brother, you know? Maybe Good. that's what I'm going to start Fuck it, bring David to. back. <laughs> Fuck it, bring David back. Bring David He's back. ready. Yep. Bring David back. They they both start with D, so get off my case. There's Derek, I'm not. there's I'm David. Just, I'm just trying to help you. Someone's going to roast you on the comments, so I'm trying to get ahead of it That's here. fine. Let them get after me. It's fine. I'm just <laughs> saying that David slash Derek Carr could be a good opportunity here because in a way they're kind of attached at the hip because David Carr goes on NFL today and talks his brother up. And he's like, Oh, he's ready to come back. And this could be a system that could fit Derek very well. 
Yeah, because John Harbaugh is a hell of a good coach. They got some weapons there. They draft some weapons. You do they? Know. Do they have weapons? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they have weapons. I think they have one. They traded. <laughs> His name is they Mark traded Andrews. their weapons. Yeah, that that was something that uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, I remember Hollywood Brown lighting the whole league up in the beginning of the year, and then yeah. they're sitting there like, "Hey, we got Demarcus Robinson and freaking Sammy Watkins." <laughs> I think we we <laughs> have to kind of pause though and understand who won the Bengals the game, and the gentleman who won the Bengals the game is a gentleman by the name of Sam, Sam Hubbard, Hubbard, number ninety four. Big boy. And I love when big boys score. Take it the distance. Total yards traveled 127 yards. Yep. No big man has ran that far for a touchdown in NFL history, and that's a proven stat. Go look it up. And I am so happy that it was a big dude, defensive lineman, strip, gone. You see the arguments for the block in the back? Yeah, but he was kind of falling down anyways. At and that I don't point. Think th- at that yeah, point. Like, you got to get to him. <laughs> yeah. He already ran 98 yards. You can't throw a flag on a block in the back there. That would have meant, like, nothing. Yeah. I mean, that was so sick, like, watching it happen. I was watching it live, and I was just sitting here like, no fucking way. Because He again, inhaled like I said, an entire bottle of oxygen after that. Like, Oh, for no sure. He's going full run. Like, I mean, what an epic feeling that has to be for the big boy. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was... That was just absolutely legit. Mr. Number 94 running at 120 whatever yards you just said. That was electric. And I, yeah, and I, you know, I like the Bengals. Bengals are fun. Uh, I don't think they're necessarily getting out of the AFC, but I like them. Super Bowl pick. We'll get into it. All right. Seahawks 49ers. Yeah. Gino, 49ers. Gino? Yeah. No, they weren't going to win a game in San Fran. And Brock Purdy is perfect. Dude. Literally and figuratively, Brock Purdy is perfect. This guy rocks. This guy rocks. Uh, For what it's worth, Geno Smith didn't have a bad game. Um, I just think the 49ers are a better team. Um, That second quarter really worked out well for the, the Seattle Seahawks there. But Brock Purdy, we're not going to obviously deny that he has more talent than literally anybody else in the entire NFL because there's there's no arguing that at this point. Like he's his team is just stacked with jewels. Um, Brandon Ayuk's a dog. Debo Samuel a dog. Christian McCaffrey dog. Obviously, Brock Purdy as far as game management is concerned, going eighteen for thirty, three thirty two, and three touchdowns. Yes, please. He did a great job. Yards after catch were through the roof. Obviously, because of those skill players. Not to mention George Kittle. Excuse me. Almost forgot that guy. Um, yeah, this is amazing. Their defense rocks. Nick Bosa's a dog. Like the whole entire team is just, I dude, I'm happy I picked them to this for the Super Bowl because I still think they're gonna win the whole freaking thing. I mean, if Brock Purdy pulls a Tom Brady a la 2001 hands on the head, like how the hell did I just do this? I would love to see it. Maybe it's an every 21 year thing, dude. And the thing is, is that'd be even more impressive because he was drafted he was- later. He was the literal last pick in the draft. You can't get drafted later than him. You got to be on draft. You got to Kurt Warner that you shit if be, you want to get you anywhere. You got to Kurt Warner <laughs> yeah. that shit. I mean, Brock Purdy just fits this system. Christian McCaffrey loves him. Uh, George Kittle loves him. He's got these guys rolling right now. Defense is looking lights out. I mean, just you love to see it. Yeah. So I think the 49ers got a really strong path ahead of them. Not much more to say. I think Geno returns next year for the do Seahawks. You? I don't know. Yeah, I do. They don't draft one. We'll get into it because I mean they. I'm just saying they have that Denver Broncos pick, and that's pretty high this year. But we'll get. I'm telling it. you, we'll, we'll get into it. We we got a whole QB talk coming, so we we, we got do. that coming up now. QB chat. 
we got to talk about the D-ball. Yeah. And I'm not talking about steroids. I'm talking, about, I'm talking Brian. about that beautiful bald fucking head in Jersey right now, taking the Giants to the next round of the playoffs. And I didn't think I'd be this excited about the Giants ever in my life. But Vince, yeah. the Giants knocked off the NFC North division leaders who only lost three games this year. Yep. Three games. If you rewind the clock 365 days, give or take, you will hear me say that I wish Brian Dable was the Bears coach, and I still do. Matt Eberflus, it's okay. I love Brian Dable so much. I think he's really a game changer as a coach. I think like it's hard to argue that it's a coach's fault when they lose sometimes, but like when they win and they win in this fashion, they win with Daniel Jones with a mixed offense and a good defense. Like that guy can coach a team. Um the Vikings are obviously frauds. We've been talking about the point differential all freaking year. I feel like everybody in the world has been doing that. And it's, yeah, like I kind of feel bad for the entire city of Minneapolis and the entire state of Minnesota just because it's like everybody knew this is fucking coming. Like it's so obvious. Um, Kirk Cousins honestly had a pretty good game. It's a great just, game. They're just not like. He only was incomplete on like literally eight, eight passes, passes. through yeah. 273 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns, no yeah. interceptions. It could be argued that you maybe could have ran the ball a little bit more. Maybe a bit. Maybe been a little but bit. That more wasn't working too well. Field. It wasn't working ah. too well. It's interesting. I think they had a great game plan. Defense, New York did a great job. Saquon, they were using him in every way they Beast. could. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that they really uh, showed the NFL that A, Danny Dimes can throw some dimes, and then B, Danny Dimes is far more athletic than you give him credit for. Yeah, like he, <laughs> if you're comparing him to any quarterback in the NFL, like you have to compare him to the runners because at this point he is like a running gun kind of guy. Uh, hey. I don't think he's amazing. I think he comes back next year based on his play solely. Uh, I think Dable likes him. And there's been like, you know, interviews and they and the Cowboys did this with Dak, too. It's just like you ask the coach if he liked how the QB played. Like if you win the game, obviously, like, come on. Um, He played his ass off. It was beautiful. Think about this. Think about this. Ready? Yep. Lamar Jackson. Right. Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. Danny flipping dimes. I think it's reasonable. I 17 carries 78 yards on the ground. Who? Who is he? And you remember that play where he ate shit when he was running down, he was running down the field and he had in like Philly? a breakaway run? I in think Philly? it was in Philly, yeah. Yeah, he topped like 20 miles per hour on yeah. the ground. You know the only person beast. to do that since? Just At Fields. the quarterback position, Justin Fields. Yeah. Uh, he's freaking good, man. Um, I think you put him in the right situation, it's going to be all right. Um, I've obviously never had this take ever. I thought Daniel Jones sucked, but I also think that had something to do with New York in general. Um, I think Dable's got these boys moving pretty well. And, you know, that defense is pretty damn good. Are they going to beat the Eagles next week? No fucking shot. No but, shot. <laughs> but, hey, it was fun while it lasted, you know? Well, you never know. I mean, sometimes the underdog Cinderella story can happen. I think it's great to see two NFC East Giants or two three. NFC East. Three. Yeah, three. My bad. Three. My bad. I mean, it's Dude, crazy. Three of the four teams in the NFC championships right now are NFC East guys. That's insane. And remember two years ago or three years ago when they were all seven and nine, just when trying to make like it to the, the swag league. Yeah, no, yeah. there's no two bones about it. That they're this back is on. Impressive. They're and back on top. They're back up. They're back up. They're stepping up for it. 
I don't know if they'll beat the Eagles to your point. I think it might be a closer game than some expect, but I think Jalen hurts and how these guys all play. I think they do have an advantage because they have played them twice this season. So they yeah. did get a chance to see him and who knows what day balls got blown up his sleeve. You know, the- I loved my play of the game was this play action that they had where Danny dimes palms, the ball in his left hand yep, yep, yep. mimes the screen Gives it to Saquon behind the so back. So awesome. Saquon gone. I mean, that to me was epic. He sold it and like a boss. <laughs> he really did. I think Danny Dimes is a little bit a uh, little bit better than people give him credit for. I agree. I think in the right system. I mean, I don't think he's a good quarterback everywhere. I think he's good in the right system. Um, like what I will say about the Eagles coming up, though, like you said, they've met up more than the Vikings and the Giants have. And then also... The difference between the Vikings defense and the Eagles defense is pretty big, in my opinion. And that yeah. front line is dirty in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's nasty. It's so nasty. if they can get to the quarterback and kind of eat him up, like it's going to be a long day for the Giants. If they can open up the offense like they did in this game, we might be talking, a, you know, basically a tie till the end. And then whoever gets the ball last wins. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just don't want to undermine that Eagles defense because I don't know about you. I do this. I've seen a lot of people do this, at least media. Like, you forget about who the one seed is because they got to buy. So now we're sitting at a point where we're like, all these teams are beasts. And it's like, yeah, but you forgot about the Chiefs and the and the freaking Eagles. Like, and is Jalen Hurts back? If that's the case, then you're sitting in a place where the Eagles are in a pretty good spot. <laughs> yeah. No, the Eagles are in the best spot. Oh, shit. Best spot. He's okay. Okay. So if you're the Eagles then and you look at all these matchups, talk with my hands, but sorry. No, you're fine. This is the best possible matchup for the Eagles. Absolutely. They know Once him. again, to the point, you played it. But that's to, to that whole thought process, though. It is one of those scenarios where it could go either way. Good, because they're in their division. They are in the division, they and other. they have seen them twice in a season. I'm just saying it could go either way, but definitely leaning towards the Eagles. So let's yeah, get I'm towards. I'm 70-30, but if, if they weren't in the same division, I'd be like 80-20. Vince chose the Vikings for this game. I did. Chicago Mike took the Giants. Yeah. This was almost a perfect weekend of picks, Vince. Oh, what happened I though, Mike? We almost picked it perfect. What you, happened? You dropped two. I dropped one. Yeah, but how'd you lose one? Draft. Who'd you pick? I picked my football savior, aka Tom Brady. Oh, you picked to him. Go back. Because in my defense, Tom Brady's always beating the Cowboys. And I thought it was at home and it's a shoe in. And the Cowboys just got off a terrible loss in Washington and looked like dog shit. Yep. And it just seemed like a Tom Brady thing, right? I agree. I do so, agree. I don't know why I picked yeah, the that, Cowboys. That, that, that wasn't the case. You you chose right and uh Dak threw for five touchdowns and <laughs> he was he uh, was a world beater. Yeah, somehow he woke up. I have some bad news for you. What's that? Uh, we do halfway Super Bowl picks in this show. Um, so we did that on, okay. on uh, November. If that's the one thing or... I got wrong, and I, we've been talking about it for we a while. We did that All on right. November. Right. Oh, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. We did that on November 3rd. Bush. Uh, you have a matchup of the Buccaneers and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Do you think that's going to happen? No. I have a new pick. I have a whole new pick. I took the Bengals. You can't take a new pick. It's the halfway through the year Super Bowl picks, man. Hey, I think (laughs) after literally losing like one game this entire weekend, I think I should be able to rebuttal. 
It doesn't and matter how you do it. On this season. <laughs> Week 14 is different than the Super Bowl, Mike. All right. All right. If so I yeah, were I you, I would just wrong. be praying that the 49ers don't. But right. a lot's That's happened a lot. since November, right? I know. A lot, a lot happened since November. So now, if I was to update it again, okay, because Vince okay. wants to you know, put my feet to the fire. I got it. If I'm going to update it again. I'd be a bad my host. Money in the a- my money on the AFC is the Bengals. Yep. And then my money in NFC, all Eagles. I think we got a bird-tiger oh. Super Bowl going on. Circle of life, baby. Literally the circle fun. of life. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Uh let's talk about let's talk about Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is he dog. he was on like similar to the same guys you were given uh Lamar Jackson a second ago. He was under the same thing where it's like Dak Prescott can't do shit in the playoffs. That was a big thing coming around, especially Tom yeah, Brady. He's a god the breaks. Let's pump the brakes. No, people have been saying that. Like people said that all week before. I'm not saying you did. I'm just saying like similar to that guys where it's just like he can't perform in the playoffs. That's officially over. He was so, so good. And in my head, given all the comebacks that happened this weekend, I was like, it's not over, especially with Tom Brady. I'm like, it's not over. Once the end of the third quarter happened, I'm like, it might, it might be over. (laughs) And it was. Yeah, it was over. I watched like the first half basically, and I was like, "Okay, I can't watch this anymore." And then I started watching Pressure Cooker on Netflix. If you Ooh. like cooking shows, highly recommended. Write that okay. down. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely looking like the Bucks were just not a, a match to them. Defense looks terrible. Their secondary for the Bucks looks horrific, horrible. and they could not protect Tom for the life of them. Micah Parsons is just an absolute beast. Yeah, and showing and he just had a kid, a which is a big deal. I mean, once you have a kid, you play off your ass. (laughs) Yeah. It's like have a kid and then just get after it. Right. I mean, he only had one sack and three tackles. So I don't know if that's like crazy, but he's such a disruptor overall. You know, Leighton Vander Esch is healthy. It's it's interesting to watch. I mean, Trayvon Day's couple good plays, a couple horrible plays. Dalton Schultz. Have yourself a game. Yeah. Receptions, 95 yards, two touchdowns, average 13 yards of play. I mean, too fast, too big. Guy's a stud. That guy's an absolute stud. What I will say is this, though. Tom just, he still has the ability to play in the league, right? I agree. But the the real talk is, you know, and I know they won the game. I know they won the game. But Brett Maher needs to be taken out for pasture. Oh, you missed four in a row? Dude. We were texting during this too, and that that forty five point line, woof! A lot of people got fucked this if week. You bet, if you bet the over in this game, I apologize. Literally, the over under on this game was forty five and a half, and the total score is thirty one to fourteen, which yeah, out to be 45. sitting on forty five. Oh, <laughs> you needed that half a point, which there are no half points in football, so Vegas. Got it right and won some money. There is a guy, though, who I guess put like 10 Gs on the under. Oh, my God. That had to be so fucking is awesome. That like, is that like insider trading? Is the NFL scripted? Because that's like, you know, back to the whole thought process that we're a conspiracy pod. Yeah, but would Brad Maher script himself to not have a job next year? Like, he's he's gone. I think he'll have a job, dude. He hit a 67-yard field goal this Four season. in a row in the playoffs. Four yeah, in a dude. row. And then it's also he bananas. missed his last field goal before that game, so he was technically five in a row. 
It's banana land, Vince. Banana land that that happened. Maybe just he doesn't play well in Tampa. Maybe he's got it was the yips. A too musty for him. Maybe he caught the yips. Maybe he, you know, little a la, you know, I don't know, Robbie Gold before he got caught by the Bears yips. Maybe, you know. And there weren't even yips. Know. The Bears are just fucking stupid. Well, no, he was pretty shitty. When he he was, but like, come on. <laughs> I'd rather him than Cody Parkey. I don't want to bring up that shit again, but I'd rather him than that guy. I'm the double doink. I'm going to yeah. go in my room and cry. Fucking hell. This is the anniversary oh, a couple I'll weeks never forget. ago. I'll never forget. I was in my parents' living room. I'm watching that game intently with my father. And that happens. And I was like, no, no. Because there was hope when it bounced off the first time. You're like, it might go in. And then it bounced the second time. And you're like, this guy's going to get murdered. <laughs> He's it's going get... twice. Yeah, literally. And then he goes on like USA Today or something. Yeah, some he was shit, on the Today Show. He America. was on the Today Show. <laughs> and he's like, I just feel attacked. And it's like, you're such a puss. Yeah. Dear yeah. God. Where is he from? Cody Parkey. He's a cat. And he's not from Chicago, I'll tell you that. Or, or Philadelphia or New York or anywhere with anybody boots. with backbones. He's puss in boots and he doesn't have a good boot. Yeah, he is from Jupiter, Florida. That's where they play preseason baseball. There you yep. go. There's so there you baseball. go. Maybe you should play baseball next year, Cody. Tony Pollard, you're the RB1 of the Dallas Cowboys. That's pretty obvious at this point. Um, and then yeah. the Buccaneers. Absolute dog. You might have to figure out some new plans next year. <sighs> All right, we have quarterback talk that we got to get to right now. Um, oh. Before we start... I thought these stats were really cool. Um, it's really easy to forget that Patrick Mahomes is elite. <laughs> it's not. It's not that easy to forget that. Um, but just just to put some things in perspective, Patrick Mahomes is 572 yards away from passing Kurt Warner for 10th all time in postseason passing yards. Five touchdowns away from passing Dan Marino for eighth all time in postseason passing yards, and he's 27 years old. Kurt Warner. Didn't start his first NFL game until he was 28. I was just about to say Kurt Warner didn't play in the league until he was damn near 30. He's going to pass him for 10th all time in the playoffs a year before Kurt Warner even got to the NFL. Second stat, Pat Mahomes born in 1995, same year as me. Same year the Jags became a franchise. Pat Mahomes has eight playoff wins. The Jags have eight playoff wins in the history of their franchise. That's bananas. (laughs) Yeah. So in itself, that's just insane. It, it it really shows what like a really good quarterback ends up doing for your team because that's those stats are just bonkers. And I, I think um I think we talked about it a little bit last year, but if you start thinking about like him losing some of his receivers, he obviously didn't leave Kelsey. He lost Tyreek Hill. We've seen this year how good Tyreek Hill is in any system, basically, as as he is with Miami. And Pat Mahomes just keeps the stuff going. Doesn't matter who he's throwing to. He's going to make sure it gets to the right point. So this isn't like a glorify Pat Mahomes until we die. But I think, you know, show him some love at this point because he is that freaking good. He brings pride and joy to the Mahomes last name, unlike his younger brother, Jackson. Hey, for what it's worth, they've been pretty calm recently. Well, yeah, because he came out and was like, okay, no more TikToks. Dude, chill. <laughs> Please. Relax. If you yeah, I'm making $340 million, Like, I'll give you $10 million to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. At that point, it's just like, yeah, here, just, just shut up, money. Kid never has to work again in a day in his life. I'm just Never saying. again. Yeah. Well. um, Tom Brady, Mike. Tom Brady, Tom, Mike. Tom Brady. 
what happens to Tom Brady. Tom Brady in his press conference after the game, uh, he thanked all of the Tampa Bay media for being fair with him and all that stuff. Uh, his whole press conference, he was like, I'm not going to make the same mistake and make a decision right off the bat like I did last time, which I think is commendable and correct. Um, but now we're in a point where it's like, there's three possible ways to go about it. Tom Brady stays with the Bucks, which I think is probably the least likely. He retires or he goes on to a new team. So what do you think? I think he's good as gone. There's the no Bucks. way Tom Brady is back with the Bucks next season. Yeah, I, think I do. Possible. I do believe, though, that he is going to consider retirement. Um, but sure. Then again, he's single. Single dad vibe, building a monster mansion in Miami. It just kind of smells funny, doesn't it? <laughs> I I think at this point, since all of that like heat that he got with Miami, I feel like he's gonna just gonna avoid that shit altogether. I think well, he's he's more likely to end up going to to Vegas or something of that nature. I feel as if that might be a little too apparent, but. I wouldn't write out the Patriots, you know. It's possible, no the doubt. Patriots need Tom back. What if he and wants to go home? I'm just saying it could happen. Yeah, it could happen. If he wants to go to the Bay Area, though, Brock Purdy wins Super Bowl this year. If that happens, no, what happens? I, I think I think Brock Purdy's got that job locked up. I don't think there's any way you move off Brock Purdy. No way. Tom no Brady. Way. Brock Purdy's Tom Brady 2.0. Could be. So you're not he learns from him for a year. No, no, no. He doesn't need to learn. The kid's fucking perfect. He's golden purred. He's the golden purdy. Yeah. There's Tom Brady. There's Brock Purdy. Isn't it funny how Tom, Brock, one syllable. Right? Right? Brady, Purdy. Something. Just saying. Starts with a B. Okay. Same. I like where your head's at. You know what I'm saying? But I do think, Tom, to your point, I do believe there there is an opportunity he could go play with his boy McDaniel in Vegas. I think he could go to yeah. the desert. That's a dome. You got Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller. I mean, you name it. Got a Hunter Renfro slash Julian Edelman type. It's not out of bounds that he goes and plays for the Raiders. So I Not at be all. Surprised. But then again, AFC West, eh, you got to play the Chiefs, you right? Play Denver, you got to play a lot of very good teams. And what is he? What is he playing for at this point? Like he won with the Bucks. Does he just keep going because he wants to play, or is he trying to win again and then leave? Like I, because at yeah, this point, if he keeps going like this, and he's just you know, Miami, hopefully making seems, the playoffs. Miami like what's gonna pretty pretty cool though? He could go play with a young head coach. And not only that, kind of fit the system around him. Tyreek, they draft Kaseki. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, like, there are pieces there. They need a good quarterback. They need a guy to run that system the way that he's, he's got to be on a mission, though. Is he like, what is he going to do to cap off his career? Because at that point, he already lost the chance of winning and going out on top. Beat at least with the in his own division. That'd be Beat crazy. Back in his own division and a division he played in for the majority of his career. That'd be crazy. It would be super fucking crazy. <laughs> It'd be epic. It would be the story of a lifetime. 
he so just, he you know, as good as he is, like, he's not the world beater he was when he was 28, you know? Because so, he needs the pieces around him. He always has. Right. And now, more so than ever, he needs he needs a really good offensive line. He needs weapons. He needs a defense that can get him the ball back. That defense yeah. for Miami is going to be stacked next year, especially yes, after an offseason in a draft. Who's to say Tom doesn't go to Miami where he's already building a mega mansion? I could see it happening. I, I mean, it it's kind of like where his life is taking him. Either that or I think he just retires and hangs it up entirely. I think he's done. Yeah. So I could see it happening. I don't think he's going to retire this year for what it's worth. I got my money on him going to a different team, but then at that point it's a one year thing and then he'll probably get out. So, well then to your point, what about the bucks? You know, do the bucks draft a quarterback? Do the bucks bring in a Derek Carr? I got it right. Do the bucks. I don't know, suck and just totally rebuild and blow it up. Yeah, all things are, I mean, they probably should. I mean, Byron Leftwich, you got to feel bad for that guy. Last year, there was conversations that he was going to be, you know, next possible head coach, guru type deal. They give it to Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles has proven again that he's a horseshit head coach. I think that's pretty obvious at this point. And Byron Leftwich. Horseshit head coach. I think he's Come a on. pretty good head coach. Wait, I don't think he's on. the best. I think he's good. I don't think he's the well, he, he went to the Jets, so you got to feel bad for him there. But it's like, what? Like, what? <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> I don't know. It got... seems like all of his decisions are so boneheaded. Tampa's got the 19th pick. Is it out of bounds that they trade with maybe Detroit and come up into that first round? Or maybe Seattle with the fifth pick and take a C.J. Stroud or Arizona with the third pick and come up and get a quarterback? Because C.J. Stroud, Will Levis... Bryce Young. There's three quarterbacks potentially that could go in the top five this season. Yeah. So is it out I mean, of bounds? It's not out of bounds. Carolina also has those needs. Tennessee might need a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, it's there's gonna, a lot of teams that want it. That's truly what a it lot is. of teams that want it. But to that point, now looking at this, all right. Aaron Rodgers could be on the move per the Pat McAfee podcast. I mean, he was on there today talking about how he may or may not be with that team in yeah. Green Bay Packers, which a part of me would absolutely love to see. Me too. Just fuck the Packers always. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah. I Okay, so there's all this shit going around. I saw Joy Taylor talk about it today. I'm not going to talk shit about her because I love her. But How can you talk shit about Joy Taylor? I'm not going to. That's what I just said. I'm not going to. Um, but I'm... In the rarest occasions, I'm going to actually defend Aaron Rodgers here. So everybody buckle up and put your seatbelts on. Um, Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show. Aaron Rodgers said that he can still win an MVP is what he said. And that got clipped, and that went all over social media. People were like, why doesn't Aaron Rodgers want to play for a Super Bowl? Why does he only want to get an MVP? Why is it always about him? Which I agree. It's always goddamn about him all the time. He shouldn't be doing this Packers anyway. I don't care because the Packers are the worst. So please do it to him. But he's holding them hostage. What I don't like is when people clip like a small little section of an interview and say, why did he say that without using the rest of it? Shortly after he said that, he said it doesn't make sense to play for anything but a Super Bowl at this point. That's what people wanted him to say. He did end up saying it. Nobody looked into it. So for the first time probably ever and the last time probably ever, like Aaron Rodgers got the shit out of the stick here. Um, but that being said, he's just kind of taking the Packers for a joy ride right now, and it's got to be fucking annoying. I think it's hilarious, though. 
He does this every off season. I know. It's like he can't he can't get enough of it. He's addicted to it. He loves the attention. He's a whore for attention for sure. But the difference is, is he did ayahuasca last off season, and now he's got some boogeyman chasing after him that he wakes up to him that night. You know. Yeah. Have that you heard has of the man? Have you heard of the man in the black hat? That's pretty. Oh, creepy. everybody heard of the man in the black hat. I've never seen That's, it. I know you don't want to see it. You don't no, want to see don't. it. Could you imagine waking up to that? That'd be fucking terrifying. It's like something out of the conjuring. I yeah, I would hate be that. A part of that. Yeah, I would well, overall I hate the shit out of that. <laughs> I would hate the absolute shit out of that. It makes you think about doing psychedelics. You know what I'm saying? Right. So with that, I believe that it's not out of bounds that Aaron Rodgers looks at new pastures, but with the mega deal that he signed last offseason, no Devontae, Al Lazard's good as gone because he basically said that in his yeah. game presser. After and he's that. he's a decent two, three guy. He's not a one. <laughs> no, he needs a one accompany with him. I could see Al Lazard maybe going to a team. You know, you look at the 49ers, that might be a nice team for him to go to a similar Chargers. system. Chargers, maybe, maybe Chargers. Possible. They got a lot of talent right now. So I would say that Aaron Rodgers, most likely, if he doesn't retire, will be back with the Green Bay Packers. I, I would love for him to, the... to leave, though. I would love oh, it. Oh, yeah, I know. But, hey, you just defended him. Packers, Vince. For the first time ever. Packers, Vince. I finally know what you feel like. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm a fan. Excuse me. (laughs) I mean, listen, he did show a good side of himself, you know, during, you know, the, the, the pandemic and he got on a a pretty big podcast slash uh, YouTube show. And I mean, kind of broken the, the what? The Brogan. No, Brogan. Brogan was big. Brogan was big, but Joe Rogan, but more so Pat McAfee, the weekly hits there, AJ Hawk, whole shot. I mean, that really showed the world who he is. He's and personifying himself, which is cool. It makes him yeah, seem set, a little bit easier to. Yeah. He's setting his life up for Jeopardy. Also okay, still fuck that guy, though. I just want to make it clear. Guy. <laughs> that guy pisses me off more than literally any other sport athlete anywhere. He angers me more than anybody. He angers me more than Jose Altuve, which is fucking saying something. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. He's so annoying, dude. Go away. Leave me alone. It's been since like fucking 1904. He's just been around pissing me off for years. So Vince, we got some interesting conversations to be had for this offseason. And a lot of people aren't necessarily thinking about him. So New Orleans needs a quarterback. Carolina hypothetically needs a quarterback. Atlanta may need a quarterback. Las Vegas needs a quarterback. LA may need a quarterback. because I don't think Matt Stafford's coming back. No, he's not. Unless Baker Mayfield's the solution there. Right. Houston definitely needs a quarterback. The Jets could be in the mix for another the quarterback. The Jets have to be in the mix. They don't have shit. Zach Wilson sucks. Tampa. And then maybe even Miami. Yeah. I mean, so the entire NFC South needs a quarterback. So. Washington. I mean, there are so many teams out there that don't have the answer. Tennessee. There's almost 10 teams right now in the NFL that don't have a solid answer a quarterback you have to believe the colts are going to be looking for one like you're this for the is a first time and i don't know how long the bears are in this conversation it's, it's incredible amazing. It's amazing. and they still might fumble the bag still, and Bryce we Young. still won the toilet bowl <laughs> you know we still have the first pick in the draft no we're not going to fumble the bag and draft bryce young i'll tell you that it's right possible now. It's if possible. it's possible i will denounce my fandom and never, yeah, no, no. I don't happens. think it's happening for what it's worth, but people are saying, okay. and it's annoying so if, to piss out of me. If we look at the available quarterbacks on the market, you know, mm-hmm. you look at a Derek Carr, 
Yep. AKA David Carr. And you look at um Lamar. I mean, Lamar, Lamar might be a free agent. Lamar could be on the run. Jimmy Garoppolo could be yeah. a, a guy. So yeah. I mean, where are these guys ending up in your eyes, Vince? Uh Brady. We're gonna start with Brady. Um Let's I see Brady in the, as what's that? Start with Tom. Start with Tom. Uh I see Brady as a raider. I think it makes the most sense. Tom's if going he's, to the Raiders. If he's not retiring, he's going to the Raiders. That's the two okay. step. He's not staying with the Bucks, in my opinion. Okay. Um, Aaron Rodgers is probably going to stay with the Packers and haunt me, and then lose in the conference championship or first year of the playoff or first um, week of the playoffs, whatever maybe. I think he stays with the Pack. Um, Derek Carr is the fun one, truly. Um, he's he feels, and I know the Colts have a high pick this year but he stinks of a Colts quarterback. He stinks of it. The last couple of years, the way he's been playing, like the way the Colts have been operating the last couple of years, like I think they're probably just going to try to avoid bringing in a veteran this time. But to me, he just seems like he belongs on the Colts. Uh, if that ends up not being the case and they trade up, you know, send them to the, send them to the saints, probably something like that, where they have, they have some stuff there. They just need a guy that can be consistent. And I could see him going to the Saints there. So that's where I got those three guys going. Okay. What about Lamar? Oh, Falcons. Running quarterback, Falcons. Throw him there. You think the Falcons? Okay. I'd like to see it. I don't know if they necessarily will, but I'd like to see it. I don't think David Carr, Derek Carr, goes (laughs) goes to a team that is rebuilding. I think he goes to a team that already has some solid inroads. Yeah in a defense that can ball, right? And some good offensive talent. And an offense that, with a quarterback, would have been really good this season. I think Derek Carr might wind up in Washington. Don't Oh, it's possible. It. I forgot Don't, about them that entirely. That smells like a commie move. And not only that, doesn't look like Ron Rivera is going to be there next year. We'll yeah. see. But don't. I put money on him clearing the house. Just saying. Or Tennessee could happen. Now. There have been rumblings for Lamar Jackson looking at Tennessee to go play with Derrick Henry. Okay. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins because he's on the move. Yes, he is. And then teaming that whole thing there. Traylon Burks, good defense. Mike Rabel knows how to use him. Same division. Wants to stick it to Harbaugh because they never used him right. Wouldn't be surprised if he goes plays Tennessee. And I mean, that's kind of like Southern Midwest and he... He played at Louisville and Kentucky. Wouldn't be surprising. Familiar with the area. Close enough. That'd be so fun. That'd be be the most fun fun offense ever. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. If DeAndre goes, gets traded to Tennessee, maybe they swap picks. Maybe Arizona goes down, comes up. I don't think Tennessee drafts quarterback. I think they have enough defensive talent. That's proven. Yeah. So there's a thought process there. So Lamar, Derek to Washington, Tom Vegas. I agree with that statement. Okay. Indianapolis, I believe, drafts quarterback. Houston, I believe, drafts a quarterback. Okay, I think there are some wild card teams. I think Jimmy Garoppolo gone out of San Fran. I think Jimmy yeah. winds up with the Jets. I think that I can see it. smells right. Similar system. A LaFleur is there. Knows Robert Sala. Robert Sala used to coach at, at 49ers. San Francisco, yeah. No. It's going to be interesting to play. And I think moving forward, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it this offseason. It's going to be the QB hot seat, but yeah, I, I mean, some... we have time for the draft, but Will Levis smells like an indie quarterback, too. Like Derek Will Carr. Will Levis may yeah. be the first pick in the draft. Could be. And I think that the Colts are putting together a package to the Bears as we speak 
um, that will include a Michael Pittman or a Quentin Nelson or like somebody big. I'd love that. Yeah. It's going to be nice. We're going to flip that for some picks for sure. And then who knows? Maybe a team wants to give you something for four. I would continue to trade back. Yeah. Just well, because there's in. conversations that the Bears trade back to the Texans and then they trade back to the Colts and then they trade back to another thing and they get three well, trades. Somebody will, somebody will, whether the Texans go up for Young, I think the Texans will stand pat at two and take Bryce Young because I think that's who they want. Bryce Young's not we'll, going two, though. Will Levis, unless Will Levis goes one. quarterback. I'm not buying. I'm not buying the Will Levis hype, though. I'm really not. They are Chris Ballard's like in love with him. Yeah, they love him. That's what I'm saying. It's like I. I don't know. I don't know about all that. Pay attention. I think something. Something always goofy happens. Don't forget when they drafted first. The two times they got elite quarterbacks, there was no other conversation of who else was going to go at that pick. Right. Like there was a lot of conversation. CJ Stroud, by the way, committed to the draft, so he's yes. There's no way he's coming back. But even like Peyton Manning, obvious first overall. Andrew Luck, maybe even more obvious first overall. Like sure. this one is not. They were equivalent to like Trevor Lawrence that year. This one is not that way. It could go multiple ways. So we'll see if they have a good eye for talent. It's going to be interesting. Chris Ballard already said he'll bet the farm on their guy. And if I'm the Bears, I'm at every quarterback workout just playing the game. Oh, yeah, we like him. You never know. Oh, yeah, we're a Will Levis team. We love him. <laughs> it's like, Will okay. Levis team. Is that your guy? Well, that's our guy, basically. Now you hold the cards. Don't ever forget the Chicago Bears traded a haul from three to get to two to draft a gentleman by the name of Mitch Trubisky. What a fucking tragedy. <laughs> I thought he was your guy. Yeah, no, he's not good, yeah. though. He's not good though. He's, <laughs> he's a backup yeah. quarterback for the rest of his life. There's no fun guy though. Him. He's a mushroom. He's a fun guy. He's a mushroom. He's a fun guy. Kissing titty Mitch. All right, Vince. We got some divisional playoff picks to talk here. Here we go. Here we go. Little outlook of our Super Bowl picks that might kind of gone out the window already. Yours are still Yours. alive as a mine's now. super alive. Super alive. Yeah. All right, Vince. Let's start with the AFC. Yeah. All right. Right off the bat, Jaguars, number one, Chiefs, at the Chiefs, Jaguars, Chiefs. Okay. I am going to go with the Chiefs, no doubt about it. You have to. You have to. Yeah. The Jaguars and the, and the Giants are in a really similar situation right here. We like that win, but we'll see. All right, Bengals at Bills. I feel like we're going to disagree here. All right. I believe that Sam Hubbard playing great defense, Joey B going to show out, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Joe Mixon. I don't so think you're taking the bills. <laughs> no, I think the Bengals have the horses. I think they're going back to the Super Bowl this year. Um, Alex Cap is coming back. Give me, give me the Bengals. Give me the bills. What's your give thought process bills. behind that though? Uh, I did it. They're they're hungry. So are the Bengals. They're hungry. Demar Hamlin has something to play with it. I feel like they're going to do some shit where he's going to have a video or something. It's going to be a hype beast, some shit. They lost to the Bengals last year. They're obviously sour about that. So they're coming in all guns blazing. I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm going to give it to the Bills. Are the Bengals going to wear the all whites? Have we found that out yet? I don't know, but that would be electric. The Bengals wear the all whites. They're winning that fucking game. Hey, you know they that. just might. I might agree with you there if they're you all white. That. All right, let's move over to the NFC. Similar to Jags Chiefs, we got the 
New York Giants, and the number one seed, Philadelphia Eagles. Hmm. All right. This is a tough pick, and we discussed it, played each other twice this season as it is, but I believe that the Eagles overcome being the first seed. A lot of people say they might lose. A lot of people are talking about Sirianni not having playoff experience, but he's a dog. That defense is rough. I think the Eagles win. Fly, Eagles, fly. (laughs) They're going. They're going for sure. Um, Fun story with the Giants, but, um, you know, it's going to be closer than the Chiefs-Jags, in my opinion, but it's still going to be an easy Eagles win. And finally, Cowboys at 49ers on Sunday night. Um, So Dak really, you know, gave us something to chew on last week, and it was something to look at and go, well, it wasn't last week. It was this week. It was something like, like, okay, that was impressive. But then again, they're playing the Bucs, one of the worst secondaries in football. 49ers are crushing it on defense right now. Amazing, yeah. Offensive line does look good for the Cowboys. The running game's going. But with all that being said, I do believe the 49ers win this game. Brock Purdy stays perfect, and they take this team to a Super Bowl. I think that's true. So if we're right, we're looking at an Eagles 49ers NFC champion, and I would – die for that that's going to be a wonderful game all right there's the picks it's a lot it's a lot quicker now than it used to be because we've only got what is it eight teams left so eight teams left and can you let us go by next week we're gonna have a total of four and then we got the super bowl pick spins can you fucking believe this and then we go all nba your favorite oh man (laughs) it's gonna be the death of me we're gonna have some we'll have some more NFL talk. The NFL always reigns king on this. Pod, Baseball so. gets going. Baseball There's other stuff going on. Stay positive, people. Stay positive. Stay positive. And as always, while you're staying positive, be sure you subscribe to the Taxi subscribe. Squad podcast. And then not only that, make sure you like it. Like it. Make sure you share it. Share it. And you should also rate it. Rate it five stars. Five stars. We got 10 five-star reviews right now on Spotify. Yeah. Not sure the other analytics. We're, we're trying to figure it out a day by day. Yeah. All right. But as we continue to go through this and we tell you every week, and now we have a razor forum to use, tell your grandfather about the podcast, Do it. Okay. And get him a Henson. For Christ's sake. Get him sake. a Henson. For Christ's sake. Vince has been trying to read an ad for almost a year and a half, and we got him his chance. Yes. By the way. And that I'm thankful for. Beautiful. Lovely. Thanks. Killed it. <laughs> You came you. at the right time, Vince. I mean, that was just like, mm, perfect. I mean, everybody were... tells me I come at the right time. <clears throat> hey, you. And on that <laughs> note, we will see you next week, everybody. Thank you so much. Peace.